is that really in the Bible? You live in a world where everyone has an opinion about the Bible. Of what values are your beliefs if they are not clearly found in the pages of your Bible? The question we must ask is, are your opinions and beliefs really found in the Bible? Well, hello, I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? You know, we live in a world filled with deception. And I don't know if, if you are aware of just how greatly deceived our entire society is. I think most people just walk through, the, through this life oblivious to the deceptions that are out there. So the bottom line is this, if you are deceived, it's not really completely your fault if you are deceived because you live in a world that is totally under the grip of diabolical deception. Well, let's take a notice, let's take a look at what this verse tells us from the Bible. In Revelation 12 and verse 9, it says, And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Notice, he deceives the whole world, not just one little snippet, not just one little area, maybe over in Uganda, Africa, but no, he deceives the whole world. Now, if I were to ask you the question, are you deceived? You would probably say, well, no, I'm not deceived. Everybody else is deceived, but not me. And some people would say, well, look, I've got my religion, therefore I cannot be deceived. Let me tell you something. Your religion is probably one of the main reasons you are deceived. Let me explain it. Most religion is a closed system. Now, what do I mean by a closed system? In other words, we're in like an echo chamber. It's the sound of our own voice coming back to us. It's, it's the way that we see things. It's, it's, in other words, it's the sound of your own voice coming back to you from the pulpit. And the preacher is just telling you things that you already agree with 100%. That's what I mean by an echo chamber. We're just hearing the sound of our own voices being repeated back to us, to us. Our own theologies, our own way of looking at the Bible, our own way of looking at the God, and, and looking at God, and, and the minister just backs all that up. And so that's what we're only hearing what we want to hear, is what I'm saying. That's what I mean by an echo chamber. That's what I mean by religion is a closed system. I mean, most people think in religion, hey, I have arrived. Once I accepted Christ into my life, I have arrived, and therefore there's nothing else I must do. You know, it's the concept of, well, once saved, always saved. I have arrived. Therefore, I no longer need to think for myself. And you see, religious addiction is nothing more than coming to a point where you are no longer willing to think for yourself. That's what religious addiction is. And so in church, we're just hearing our own concepts being repeated back to us from the minister. We're in the echo chamber, and we're really not willing to think for ourselves. We don't even contemplate having to think for ourselves. Now, this verse tells us that Satan deceives the whole world. Now, when we talk about the whole world, we have to understand we're talking about our educational systems, public schools, whatever, uh, religious institutions, okay, the media, uh, our entertainment, all of this is under the grip of deception. Politics, advertising agencies, uh, the medical institutions, all of it is under the grip of deception. 
Now, let me illustrate something here that sort of will help bring it home. Consider the death of George Washington. Back in Washington's day, he was an avid believer in bloodletting. Now, it sort of sounds barbaric, but let me explain it. They would actually drain off so much blood. And so Washington had gotten an upper respiratory infection. And so a person comes out and now this all occurred within a 13 hour period, this bloodletting. But one man came out and uh, drained <laughs> 12 to 14 ounces of his blood. Later, another a doctor came by. 20 ounces was drained off. Again, the same doctor, another 20 ounces. Again, the same doctor came back again. 40 ounces of blood was drained off from Washington's body. Uh, later, another doctor came by. 32 ounces of bloodletting. Now, of course, he eventually died from, from all of this, you know, draining one's blood off. It was later, a doctor back in 1902, an article was published. This doctor said this back in the year 1902, shortly after Washington's death. He said, I think it is my duty to point out what appears to be a most fatal error in their plan. That's talking about the doctors and the people that, let, that uh, practiced bloodletting back then. Old people cannot bear bleeding as well as the young. We see that they drew from a man in the 69th year of his age the enormous quantity of 82 ounces, or above two quarts and a half of blood in about 13 hours. Very few of the most robust men, young men in the world could survive such a loss of blood. But the body of an aged person must be so exhausted and his power so weakened by it as to make his death speedily in, and inevitable. Now, as we look at this practice back then, we say, well, that's barbaric. I mean, it's like changing the oil in your car. Well, no, it's not like changing. It's like draining the oil in your car and you continue to drive the vehicle. Uh, and yet he was, Washington believed in bloodletting. He had actually practiced this on some of his slaves. But consider this, besides Washington's bed was a Bible. And in that Bible, it says this, Leviticus 17 and verse 11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. For it is the life of all flesh, the blood of it is for the life thereof. Notice this, I mean, right, but as Washington passed away, bloodletting, draining off his blood, here was the Bible beside his bed. And I admit it would have taken faith to believe that, but it is true. The life is in the blood and you don't drain it off. <laughs> My point is this, we live in a world filled with deception. That's a great example of deception back then in the medical institution. So if we are deceived, it's not completely our fault. But consider this, the word of God cuts through the deception. All Washington would have to, to have done is to pick up his Bible and say, yes, the life is in the blood. This is insanity draining off my blood. And he could have lived. It could have saved his life. Now I want to look at some pictures that were back in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, magazines, newspaper articles, clippings, uh, propaganda that used to exist or still exists today. But here's one. 
It says, let's face it, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Go on and have a fag. Now, this was a British term, but a fag was a cigarette. This was propaganda back then. Go ahead. Hey, look, don't worry about it. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Go ahead and light up and have a cigarette. Here's a, another picture of an advertisement in a magazine. It says, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. The doctor's choice is America's choice. Notice this. Yeah, camels, those nasty camels with no filters. It was the doctor's choice. Now, how many people do you suppose got hooked on cigarettes because their favorite movie star, their favorite actor, their favorite, hey, maybe their favorite doctor was saying, go ahead, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarettes. How many people honestly, and it really wasn't their fault, they were deceived, got hooked on cigarettes because of this kind of advertisement. Here's another ad. This one's funny. It says, blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere. Now, some of you ladies are going to have to tell me if this is a turn on for you for, to blow smoke in your face. But th listen, this was the propaganda. Look, propaganda is never the truth. You just repeat it over and over and gullible uh, uneducated people will fall for it every time. Yeah, I'm going to get that girl. I'm going to blow smoke in her face, and that's going to turn her on. Propaganda. Okay, that's all it is. Now, we all know that people who smoke take off at least 10 years of their life expectancy. Does the Bible speak to this issue? Well, sure it does. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 19. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? You know, to me, this is common sense. If you are sucking in smoke into your lungs, it can't be good for you. But again, you know, we live in a world filled with deception. So if you are deceived, it's not complete. it is not completely your fault. But remember, the Word of God will cut through all the deception that is in the world. Now, I have found that people can justify anything from the Bible. Yeah, they can even justify smoking. Hey, here's a verse, Genesis 24 and verse 64. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she lighted off her camel. You see, Isaac, uh, Rebekah smoked camel cigarettes. <laughs> she lit off her camel when she saw Isaac coming toward her. But, you know, I'm just kidding, but... Uh, people can justify anything from the Bible is my point. I've seen rape justified from the Bible. I've seen incest justified from the Bible. Murder. People try to justify murder from the Bible. Yeah, I mean, they take the Word of God and they will try to justify nearly anything. Okay, let's look at another ad way back then. More propaganda, more lies back then. Here's one. There's, they're happy because they're eating lard. Lardy, 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 lardy. They're happy because they're eating lard. Does the Bible speak to this issue? Yes, it does. Leviticus 3 and verse 17. It shall be a perpetual statue of your, uh, for your generations throughout all your dwellings that you eat neither fat nor blood. Yeah, the Bible cuts right through the deception. But here's my point. We live in a world filled with deception. So if you are deceived, it's not completely your fault. Here's another ad way back then. Uh, eat, 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 and always stay thin. Fat, the enemy that is shortening your life, banished. How? With sanitized tapeworms. Yes, sanitized tapeworms. Uh, it says off to the right here, it says no diet, no exercise. Now, look, common sense tells me 
that, that, you know, okay, the Bible speaks to the issue of gluttony, eating too much. The Bible speaks to the issue of laziness. You can't sit on your butt all day long and expect to lose weight. But, you know, okay, sanitize tapeworms? Again, we live in a world filled with deception. So if you are deceived, it's not completely your fault. Now, does the Bible speak to this issue? Yes, it does. Leviticus 8.11 and, and verse 42. Whatsoever goes upon the belly, all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them you shall not eat, for they are in an abomination. Later it will say in verse 43, it will say that you should be defiled thereby. Now look, if, you're, if you've got a belly full of <laughs> tapeworms, I guarantee you, you are going to be physically defiled by that. It's not going to do you any good whatsoever. It is going to harm your body. But again, I'm just looking at ads back in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s that existed back then. I'm just trying to prove to you, we live in a world filled with deception. Yeah, Satan deceives the whole world in every avenue that you want to look at. Any avenue that you want to examine, his handiwork is right there. All right, let's take a look at, let's pick on the medical pharmaceutical institutions here. I like this little ad. It says, uh, here's the woman going up to the pharmacist. And uh, the pharmacist says, this drug may cause dizziness, chest pains, diarrhea, loss of memory, blood clots, joint pain, and anal leakage. And the lady says, are these the side effects? No, the pharmacist says, these are the main effects. The side effect is that it might, notice that, it might lower your cholesterol. <laughs> yeah, I get a kick out of that because you look at some of the ads, the TV ads where they spend millions of dollars and they take up five minutes of time to advertise some type of medication that's going to help you. And then they start naming off the side effects. And you're thinking to yourself, well, wow, I'd be better off just to leave it alone and take my chances. But does the Bible speak to this issue of health? Yes, it does. Exodus 15 and verse 26. And God said, if you will diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Notice that. God says, look, I am your healer. I can heal you. And, but there's a condition here. Laws, commandments, statutes. You've never heard of those, have you? <laughs> well, just kidding, but some people haven't. Uh, some people, their church tells them that the law, statutes, commandments have been nailed to the cross. They've been done away with. They've been fulfilled. I am free in Jesus. You know, it's almost like an orgasmic response when, they, when you hear people say that. You know, oh, I'm free in Jesus. I tell you, it's unreal. It's unreal. Yeah, the Bible speaks to personal health issues again and again and again. It's the way out. The Bible is the way out of deception. Here's another ad. This guy is uh, it's pharmace uh, pharmaceutical roulette. He is placing these pills in his uh, pistol here, revolver, and he's pulling the trigger and holding the revolver to, revolver to his mouth and pulling the trigger. Pharmaceutical roulette. Let's try this medication out. Let's see if it works. You know, there's a reason they call them practicing physicians. You know, practicing physicians. 
like a practicing mechanic or a practicing plumber or a practicing electrician or whatever. You probably wouldn't hire the guy, but practicing there's a reason. They call them practicing physicians. Used to have, this woman used to worry me to death. She used to call me in at the most inconvenient times. But she showed me a paper. She said, I'm taking 18 prescription medicines here. And I couldn't even, I looked at the paper, I couldn't even name the medication she was taking. And right before her death, their doctor told her, told her, your liver has been destroyed. And the reason your liver, this, this is what the doctor told her, the reason your liver is destroyed is because you've been taking all these different prescription medicines. Now, who gave her the prescription medicine? Well, the doctors did. You see, the doctors are sort of in bed with the pharmaceutical companies. You know, they get their Hawaiian vacation if they push this, this pill or that pill or this prescription medicine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the reason for her death because she took too much prescription medicine and she died. Her liver had been destroyed. Well, you know, I don't want to be too hard on doctors. I mean, sort of, you know, it's like, thank God for doctors. If it weren't for doctors, all Christians would be dead. Because most Christians are not trusting God for healing. I mean, if you ask a Christian, okay, what's your condition? Okay, what have you done? Well, I went to my doctor and he offered to cut out internal organs and get rid of this, get rid of that. And he gave me a handful of prescri prescription medicine. Now, Christians are not trusting God for healing. Does the Bible speak to this issue? James 5 and verse 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Again, we live in a world filled with deception. So if you are deceived, it's not completely your fault. But the word of God cuts through all this, the, 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 the deception that is found in the world. Here's another little ad that I thought, a little cartoon that I thought was interesting. Here's the uh, cancer institution running across the beach saying, the sun will kill you, avoid skin cancer, use more sunscreen. And then of course over here to the right, the sunscreen manufacturers are out on the beach selling all this sunscreen. And of course the, the cancer institution is saying, keep up the good work buddy, selling the sunscreen. Of course you know that, that, that they've figured out that it is actually, it's not the sun, it's actually the sunscreen that is causing the cancer that you're rubbing all over your body. Uh, does the Bible speak to this issue? Genesis 1 and verse 16, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Yeah, God says that sun up in the sky is very good. Now, have you, there's a D3, vitamin D3 critical because most people are not getting enough sunlight. They are, they're in their office, they're in their cars all day long. There's something called the feminization of man. It, it is a fact that men's, their testosterone levels is getting lower and lower and lower and lower. And one of the reasons is not enough sunlight, not enough vitamin D3. They're just not getting enough sunlight. And that's one of the cause, causes of lowering the lowering of testosterone in men. Of course, there's multiple reasons for that, but that's just one. But, you know, again, we have, all right, here's another picture. My daddy told me the truth. Santa Claus is a lie. Ask your parents about Santa and for the truth. Does the Bible speak to this kind of nonsense? Well, sure it does. Mark 7 and verse 9, and he said to them, full well you reject the commandments of God that you may keep your own traditions. Yeah, again, we live in a world filled with deception. So if you are deceived, it's not completely your fault.
But the Word of God cuts through all the deception that you find in the world. Climate change. Here's another one. Climate change. I have heard that millennials, their greatest concern is global warming and climate change. Listen, it's a cash cow for special interest groups. There's no science behind it that is global warming. And in fact, they had to change it from global warming because there is no science behind it. They had to change it to uh, climate change. Uh, I mean, it's a fact. Did you know back in the 60s, Time Magazine had an article called The Coming Ice Age? But you see, back then they hadn't figured out any way to make money off of it. Today, they have figured, there are people getting wealthy off of trying to figure out climate change, global warming, and there is no such thing. And yet they're receiving an, a, 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 an income. It's a cash cow for special interest groups. There's no science behind it. The sun spikes in temperatures. The temperatures go up. The temperatures go down. It's been happening for 6,000 years. And yeah, it affects the weather, weather pattern, patterns. I understand that, but there's no science behind it. Therefore, that is global warming. Therefore, they changed it to climate change. And anything can be climate change. All right, does the Bible speak to this issue? Yes. God says, neither will I smite again anymore any living thing as I have done. This is right after the flood. Genesis 8 and verse 22. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Now I want you to understand something. There are two types of knowledge. There is scientific knowledge and there is the knowledge of morality. In Daniel 12 and verse 4, it talks about scientific knowledge. It says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. The knowledge that he's talking about here is, that, is the knowledge of technology. You know, you buy a computer today, and three, three years later, it's totally outdated. Same is true of a cell phone. It's amazing how rapidly expanding technology has become. Science, knowledge of science is rapidly increasing. The autom automobile industry is, you know, it's, it's incredible as you compare a vehicle, vehicle today compared back to the 80s or the 70s, the, the, um, how they have perfected things. Uh, what doctors can do today, you know, is amazing. My mother had a brother who passed away as a little boy. He had a leaking, a leaking heart vial Back in the 1920s, they could do nothing about this, but today it would have been a simple fix. So yeah, technology, scientific knowledge is rapidly increasing. And this scientific knowledge, though, leads to arrogance. It leads to cockiness. It leads to self-deceit. It leads to self-reliance. And it leads to lack of humility. Okay. But there's another type of knowledge, the knowledge of morality. Hosea 4 and verse 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject, have rejected thee, that you shall be no priest to me. Seeing that you have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget your children. And that ought to make you tremble in fear when God says, I'm going to forget your children. This is not good. But this is knowledge of morality. This is not scientific knowledge we're talking about. This is knowledge of morality, right versus wrong. You know, God never sent a prophet to Israel to tell them how good they were doing. Uh, morality always degenerates. As morality degenerates, deception increases. Don't ever forget that. As morality 
degenerates, deception increases. And propaganda is what sells the deception. How do we sell this lie to the general public? Through propaganda. We live in a world with full of deception. So if you are deceived, it's not completely your fault. Now, what can you do about it? What can you do about this great deception? Well, if you are the one who is deceived, there's very little you can do about it. Very little, if anything, you can do about this deception. And you know, the Bible speaks to this issue of the world being deceived. Let's take a look at it. Romans 11 and verse 32. For God has concluded them all in unbelief, that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and his ways past finding out. Notice this. God has concluded them all in unbelief. Now, the first time this dawned on me, what this scripture was saying, I, I couldn't believe it. I said, you mean to tell me that God can place people in a state of deception and unbelief and have mercy on them at a later time? Yeah, that's exactly what you're about. God can place people in the grip of deception and unbelief and have mercy on them at a later time. How does he do it? By placing you in a world filled with deception. So if you are deceived, it's not completely your fault. God will have mercy on you at a later time when the rest of the dead will rise again. Now, if the mar consider this. If the majority of the world is deceived, and I haven't even talked about third world countries, but if the majority of the world is deceived, when will they get, when will they get their chance for salvation? You see, if you are deceived, by our educational systems, if you are deceived by religious institutions, if you are deceived by the media, by entertainment, by our politics, by advertising agencies, by the medical institution, if you are deceived, that's not a chance for salvation. You see, deception is what keeps us from a real relationship with God. And if you're deceived in all these areas, look, God is not going to resurrect in the first resurrection a bunch of bellyaching, complaining people talking about global warming and climate change. No, you've got to come out of that deception before you're ever going to be granted eternal life. God is not going to resurrect people in the first resurrection who come up and say, well, I thought Sunday was the Lord's day. And why are we keeping Sunday as the Lord's day around here? No, you've got to come out of that deception. You've got to wake up and smell the roses. You know, God is not going to allow people to come up in the first resurrection who are running around thinking uh, O.J. was innocent. No, you got to break through the deception. You got to come out of the, de the deception. Now, I want to offer you something that is a powerful little booklet here entitled The Last Great Day. When God's master plan will be completed, untold mil millions have died without ever having had an opportunity for salvation. God's seventh and final holy day reveals when and how they will get their day of salvation. This is critical information here. I'll mail it to you free of charge because if you are deceived, chances are you're going to come up in this resurrection. Not the first resurrection, but this when the rest of the dead are going to live again. God's not going to spend eternity with a pack of people who are grossly deceived. I'm David Freeman, and that's what's really in your Bible. Why have countless millions died without ever having had an opportunity to understand the purpose of life and to be saved?
Shocking as it may sound, God does not intend for everyone to understand His truth at this time. If He wanted everyone to understand at this time, everyone would understand. Untold millions have died without ever having had an opportunity for salvation. God's seventh and final holy day reveals when and how they will have their day of salvation. Order your free magazine entitled, The Last Great Day. Order by writing to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. Also, visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net.